My name is Kenny Dial and I want to welcome you to the scuba diving channel. This channel is for anybody that is aquatically inclined or just aquatically curious. My next guest is Carly. She is one of the youngest boat captains we have ever come across. Not only is she a boat captain, she's a dive master. She does spear fishing. She got her boat captain's license when she was only 19 as a female. We just had to talk to her and see how she did it, what kind of challenges she faced and what keeps her excited. So I hope you enjoy it. You're a dive charter amongst other things like fishing and spear fishing. And you are a captain for some of these boats, right? So I captain the center consoles. So I have my six pack license. And you were a captain even before you turned 23. You just turned 23. I think I got my captain's license when I was 19. Oh my gosh. And yeah. So 19. At one point I was the youngest active female captain in, in Florida. Did you get excited about diving first and that led you to being a captain? I didn't come out here first, working out here thinking that I was going to be a captain. It was just something that over time I realized that, you know, I needed to do. Were you yeah, nervous on your first time doing it yourself? Oh yeah. My first trip with, with clients and it's a lot of responsibility. People don't really realize, but as the captain, you are responsible for the boat, you're responsible for your divers, you're responsible for, you know, you, you basically have lives in your hand. What would you tell somebody that uh, is thinking about doing it? Maybe they're a little nervous about it, maybe they're not sure. What advice would you give somebody that 18 or 19 year old in the same, same boat you were in? It doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been doing this. Your captain's license doesn't really mean anything. When we hire dive masters and captains, it's not just like, oh, you know, you have your six pack license, you're good to go. It's about the experience that you actually have working on boats, knowing useful knowledge about the water and about boats. The mentorship is an important part of it. I started coming out here working as mates and training to be a dive master. An important thing for the dive masters and captains is to come out and start, you know, getting a feel for the boat, start getting a feel for the operation, how we do things before, you know, they actually start. This is the Gulf of Florida. We're obviously in the Clearwater area, about the middle of the peninsula. Is the spearfishing good off here? Everything fluctuates throughout the year. Like in the, in the winter time, a lot of the big stuff comes in ashore because they like cold water, you know, the big gags big hogs, they come in and then it's reversed in the summertime, a lot of the big stuff move out. It's very underrated. A lot of people think that the Gulf of Mexico is just a big mud pot, but I mean, the stuff that we see every day is just insane. Like sharks, goliaths, tons of life, tons of fish. I've heard it's a little bit typically, not always, but a little more calm than like the East Coast, at least with currents and everything. Right, typically is, yes, because the Gulf is basically a big shallow swimming pool. Whereas the East Coast, you're in wide open ocean, you're in the Atlantic. Right? Whereas the Gulf, you know, you're getting protection and typically deeper water, you know, you're going to have a lot more wave action. What's a typical day look like for you out here? Well, for instance, today we had, um, we had five people spearfishing and four people taking a spearfishing class. Spearfishing classes, the way that they work, we do two at a time. And we basically just go over gun safety, you know, how to, how to shoot, what species are in season, you know, what's legal, what's not, size limits, all of that. Today we got, we got a few hogs, a bunch of snapper. That's an example of one day, about four hour trip. 
why is hogfish so popular? But you don't see so, it in a lot of restaurants. They don't have a bloodline, so the meat is just perfect, white, clear. The reason why you don't see it in restaurants or why it's you know, really expensive is because the commercial guys are mainly shooting and you can't get a large amount rotten reel fishing unless you're very, very, very good at it and it's it and it's a very specific style of fishing. What's one thing you wish that everyone knew when they came out here? I would wish that people, if they haven't dove in a while, to take a refresher course before they come out here. And I would also say before diving in the Gulf, you want to have very, very low expectations because as far as the water clarity, it is very variable. So one day, you know, we go out and we have 10 foot where next week things can calm down and the algae can just go away and have, you know, 40 feet. So that's the difference of East Coast to Gulf. You know, on the East Coast, you're going to have pretty consistent, very good visibility, but everything is going to be a drift dive over there. Whereas here, sit on one spot and take take pictures, whereas you can't really do that on the East Coast because you're, right. you're drifting. So there's there's pros and cons of, of each coast. It's mostly not drift diving here. It's, it's, do you guys typically anchor? Every dive we do, um, we're anchored right on the spot that we're diving. Typically we're going to a artificial reef, a wreck. So it's very, very easy. We anchor right into the wreck, but at the same time you get days where it's less than ideal. We're very good at analyzing the weather, but as far as the visibility, we can have an idea, but at the same time, it can change very quickly. So that's one thing that a newer diver, it can make them nervous. The good thing is we do have tons of life, tons of stuff to see. You don't get tired of this because you like being in the water. You don't care if it's a mud bucket, crystal clear or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. What is something you see a lot of people out there doing um, that they should probably just stop doing right now? One thing that we always tell people, never feed the sharks. Some people panic and they end up giving, they're like, ah, shark, let the stringer go and let the shark take the fish, okay? And that's a really, really, really big no-no. You never, ever, ever, ever want to give a shark your fish because that conditions them that it's a free meal and they know that it's okay to steal your fish and it's not. So the shark that comes around when you've got some some food on your stringer mm -hmm. is like being in that cafeteria and that bully coming around wanting to take your food. Yeah. You give it to them, you're gonna have a lifetime of misery. Exactly. So you gotta stand up to the sharks. Yeah, I've been in the water my entire life. I've been spearfishing forever and I've never been bit. I've had close calls pretty much when you give the shark a good jab in the head with your shaft, they'll swim away. Um, sometimes they'll they'll stick around, but they're you know they're just curious. If you saw somebody walking in that just kind of doesn't know anybody, wants to do this, what would you tell them would be their best shot at going out there and maybe making a friend or getting some exposure somewhere? I would tell them to just try to dive as much as possible, get out on charters, and just get the feel for you know, how these charters operate, just getting as much experience as possible on boats, even if they're not working. Do you ever run into uh, people that give you a hard time or kind of have a predisposition or seem a little bit weird? If anything, I have an advantage because um, women, we, you know, we have smaller lungs. So typically our oh, air consumption yeah. is better. 
we make less noise, which, which makes us more effective underwater spearfishing because it's hunting. So if anything, I would say I have an advantage being a, being a girl. Spearfishing, grabbing, grabbing fish, aiming, all of that stuff, I wouldn't say has to do with being male or female, right? So if you're a female out there and you're thinking about it, don't let that stop you. Absolutely not. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that too by the way. In your world, is there something you see going on that you just, just passionately disagree with that is still a commonly held belief? Like, yeah, they say to do that, but this is what I recommend. Try to kind of separate your ego because, you know, a lot of times we get the people that have thousand dives and they get on the boat and, you know, they think that they know everything, whether it's about diving or spearfishing, and those are the people that we have to worry about. Those are the people that get in the water and make mistakes or the people that their egos are too big. What was your scariest moment out there on the water that you feel comfortable Ooh. telling us? <laughs> oh, I would say just run-ins with sharks always gets the blood flowing for sure, especially in lower viz when, when you're spearing and you got a big, you know, shadowy, seven, <laughs> right, seven foot sandbar shark that comes swooping by, uh, comes to check you out. When they come in hot and it takes you by surprise. Well, what's it. a shark coming in hot? <laughs> like, pectoral fins down just coming head first at you with their mouth open Ooh. yeah yeah, yeah. The, mouth open mm -hmm. yeah coming at your fish i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> most people don't but it happens what was the funniest thing that ever happened to you out on the water well a few months ago i had um a, a group of six guys probably mid 30s on a on a fishing trip one of the guys was about to get married so it was you know a party for them and they all just, right when we got out of the first spot, took off all their clothes and they're all wearing Speedos. <laughs> the whole day, they just, they, all six of these guys were just rocking their Speedos. And, you know, they were drinking and, and on the way in, one guy was standing up on the bow, like Titanic, you know, in his, in his Speedos. Oh <laughs> we got a good picture of him. What is your most fond memory? Like, if you had to stop doing it right now and say, you know what my favorite part about all that was, though? Every day that I'm in the water is a good day. So, I love it. not a specific, you know, one-time memory. It's, it's, it's all the time. Is it helpful to go to the gym and, and be proactive with your fitness to do the job yes, that you do? 100%. Yeah. You need to be fit. You need to be able to carry tanks. You need to be able to carry them off the boat you know if something were to happen in the water you need to be physically fit enough to bring them back to the boat to get them safely on the boat so yes being physically fit is 100% a requirement to be able to work out here do you enjoy when you see people come out and they just had the time of their life does that fuel you yeah for sure and especially in the spearfishing classes like I would say that's one of my favorite things to do is actually teach the classes and see how excited people get after shooting their first fish just seeing the expression on people's faces that definitely you know that makes me really happy and just being able to teach teach somebody a skill that they can use the rest of their life it's amazing i've actually learned some stuff i'm uh i'm gonna have dreams about fighting sharks <laughs> off but other than that um thanks for coming on carla yeah, of course really appreciate it I hope you've loved this conversation with Carly, boat captain at 19 and spearfishing instructor. To hear the full-length uncensored interview, visit sweetwaterscuba.com.
One of the biggest ways you can support this show is to leave a rating in Apple Podcasts. Not a review, because let's be honest, it takes too long to think of something to type, but just go to the show in Apple Podcasts and tap the number of stars you think the show deserves. It'll take you less than seven seconds, and I promise it helps us a ton. To watch these conversations on video, head over to YouTube and subscribe to the Scuba Diving channel. And finally, make sure to follow our companion series, Down to 60, where we share action-packed, really fun, one-minute videos that break down dive sites and dive skills. Just search Down to 60 on YouTube, Instagram, or wherever the heck you're hanging out on the internet. Thank you.